Hey, if you like F1, check out the Ringer F1 show. They covered the Mexican Grand Prix this week. I think Rosillo is there. I think Rosillo is going to talk about it on his podcast as well. But we are hitting the F1 season hard, the Ringer F1 show. You can find it on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. Have you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about Five o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Go check out the prestige TV podcast that we have, which has heated up because November is going to be just an awesome time for TV. Every Sunday night, starting this week, Joanna Robinson and I are recapping White Lotus. It goes up right up on that prestige feed right after the White Lotus episode ends. Really good season. I've watched the first two episodes. Uh, it's a sexually charged season two. I will say that. We're also going to be covering Interview with the Vampire. We're covering Atlanta, two more episodes. The Crown next week, Mallory and Joanna are going to do multiple episodes about that. Yellowstone coming mid-November. Sex Lives of College Girls. So the prestige TV pod, I think, I think uh, is an absolute elite pod. So is The Watch with Andy Greenwald and his host, Chris somebody. Chris Johnson? I can't remember his name. Oh, Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan, that's right. He's still cranking it out. So you have that. We have the uh, Ring of Reality feed. We have Bachelor Party. Uh, a lot of good TV stuff. Speaking of pop culture, Rewatchables. New theme week. New theme month. It's better than the theme week. It's a theme month. It's from the producers of Fucked Up February. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's it's on par with Fucked Up February. I'll tell you that much. And the first one is going up on Monday night. It will be a whole month of movies like the one we're doing on Monday night. That will be your only hint. So you can go check that out. The Cuz is going to come up in a second. We're going to talk about NFL. I was going to have a basketball guest because this this Kyrie situation and the Nets in general, it's gotten so strange that I was thinking, do I, do I have a, a second guest to talk hoops today? Because it, it just feels like the, the NBA feels drunk this year. I don't understand it. I mean, there's, there's clearly some parody that's happening, right? Teams that we thought were going to stink, like Utah and Indiana and San Antonio, like they actually don't stink. They can compete. They can beat teams from night to night. So we have that. And then we just have some super disappointing teams like 
you know, the Clippers, Kawhi's already hurt. Brooklyn is devastatingly disappointing. Philly starting to show signs, but they, you know, we'll see how that plays out. I'm, I'm still not sold. And on down the line, it, Milwaukee is the only one. But the only thing we can all agree on is Giannis is the best player in the league. But the Kyrie thing, I'm going to give it a little air and I think we'll hit it on Tuesday. But, um, you know, I joked with Mahoney on Thursday night that the net season was going badly and Kyrie hadn't even done anything weird yet. And in 18 hours, Kyrie was like, hold my beer. How this plays out, I I almost don't feel like we've seen a situation like this. So anyway, Tuesday, I'm going to hit the NBA pretty hard. So stay tuned for that. On this podcast, we're going to hit football really, really, really hard. We're going to do a little parent corner as well. Cousin Sal. Coming up next, first, our friends from Pearl Jam. Cousin Sal is here Sunday night, little after 8.30. A pretty blah Packers-Bills game that looked a lot better on paper <laughs> 10 weeks ago. Speaking of blah, Sal, mm. I feel like we know all the playoff rankings already. I went we did through it, it and yeah, it's in. We're, we're eight weeks in. <laughs> Buffalo and Philly are going to be the number one seeds unless there's just some catastrophic injuries on either team. All right. Not arguing with you there. Yeah. So I have for AFC, I have Buffalo, KC2, Baltimore 3, and Tennessee 4 Tennessee. Uh-huh. with the division seeds. Cincy, Miami is wild cards. And then either the Pats or Chargers as a seven seed. And I think we can lock that down, barring something really bizarre. Wait a minute. Oh, since, okay. You have Cincy in. Gonna, I have Cincy as top wild card. Yeah. So, and then NFC, I have Philly. Mm-hmm. I have Minnesota as the two seed. They're three games up on Green Bay. Yep. Now it gets hard. Well, either San Francisco or Seattle as the three seed. Pick one. Wow. Wow. Your your NFC South, whoever the F that's going to be, that's the four seed. Your team's mm-hmm. going to be five. The loser in San Francisco, Seattle, six. And then the only really, really, like, I have no idea what's going to happen is the seven seed. We have the Giants, the Rams, the Packers, mm-hmm. Washington, maybe a second NFC North team. I don't remember this much stability with what the playoffs look like this early. You're right. It's right there. I'm trying to think who could sneak in. At this time last year, though, we might not have thought the Bengals were going to do anything. Even They might not have even been on their list. And they, I think they made it to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> is that what happened? I don't totally I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You're right. I, it really is those top two, three teams. And then it's like, yeah, you idiot three, four, and one teams who fight it out to see who's going to get the six and seven seed. But I'm mad at us because we swore off the three-team teasers. You even hearkened back to your, what year was it, 2000? 2004, Do- four. the Doughboys waitress. Yeah, talking about three-team teasers in LA. Oh, the 14 in my head is that we hit 14 weeks in a row or 10 weeks in a row? What did we do? No, in 2004, I think we hit 11 straight weeks of teases. It was just mix and match with five teams. Everything hit. And then, damn it, we should have bounced back, but because we're so 
so scared to get our fingers anywhere close to the stove anymore that cooks up the yeah. three-team teasers. The Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Bills was the easiest thing we should have done, and it was the only thing we should have done on a three-team teaser today. You're right, but we're like uh, emotionally damaged no, rescue animals. Yeah, we just couldn't do it. Even like Dallas Bears, the Bears climbed back into it, and yeah. it, I think it was like a five-point game. I'm like, here we go. Tease killer. <laughs> um, no. There was some weird stuff today. I think the only thing with Buffalo is they are starting to hit the injury point of no return with the secondary. Like Poyer went out today mm-hmm. and I just, I wonder like, could that come back to haunt them against the wrong team? They're going to put, I mean, they're the only team that's over a hundred and point differential. They bring the most to the table for how basketball is, or for how football is played in 2022, where the quarterback who can move, the running game's good enough. Deep threats. They just that they just move the chains, and guys seem to be open. Well, we go ahead. Yeah, no. The, and the other thing you didn't mention is the defense. So when you guys, you, when you hear announcers talk about uh, the highest success of pressure rate and the least amount of blitzing in the league, it's like, oh god, you know, the Giants did that to you. That's how they yeah. won the Super Bowl, right? Barring injury, if you have number one in pressures and last in the league in blitz, barring injury, you're going to go deep into the playoffs. You yeah. just are. And forget on, and then everything you just said, Josh Allen completing passes to Gabriel Davis and Stefan Diggs and all these guys and Knox is wide open and they do the running game uh, like they can to win. It looked like the Packers of old, kind of. Um, but yeah, they just toyed with the Packers a little bit, even though the numbers, if you look at it, were pretty even. What do you have for most surprising under 500 team? I'll give you Green Bay at three and five with Sad Rogers. Mm-hmm. Tampa at three and five with just completely emotionally broken Brady. Um, the Los the Rams. Angeles Rams three and four. Yeah. I think Vegas being two and five is surprising to your wallet, and yeah. and Cleveland three and five probably not surprising. But I think those first four, most well, of I'm us would idiot. have been surprised. Yeah, I'm an idiot because I had the Raiders to win the West, so that was dumb. So it surprises Mm. me a little bit. But you have to think that the Super Bowl champs are going to put up some kind of fight and not, And by the way, if they're down Cooper Cup, I mean, you might as well put them in the bottom seven teams because they can't move the ball without him. Um, I think that would be the most surprising. But I checked right before I came on here. The preseason, if you had parlayed the Packers, the Rams, and the Bucks did not make the playoffs. It was 68 to one. Probably should have been oh more. Oh my God. But, yeah, that sounds that, like that should have been like 200 to one. Yeah, but it's a reality now. It's really Well, nuts. we knew there was some quite, we had questions about the Rams. There was a little stink with them. Now I look at the rest of their, the rest of their schedule. Mm-hmm. They have six road games left. <laughs> this was supposed to be the easiest part of their schedule. They're at Tampa. They have an at New Orleans, at KC back-to-back. They're at Green Bay on a Monday night, and then they end the season at the Chargers and at Seattle. And I guess my question is, does it matter? Because today was a road game for them at home against San Francisco. That was disgusting. If you would ask me today who's the most embarrassing loss, the Raiders or the Rams, I think it's the Rams, and and you have to consider that, that it was a sea of red in that stands. And this is the second time you talk about their road games. This is the second time they've been blown out at home, right? Cowboys went in there and whipped them. And now the 49ers doesn't look good for them at all. They have four losses, all of them by double digits, 21, 15, 12, and 17. I had a couple friends at the game today. And I, you know, I always ask like, what's the percentage? Both of them Mm -hmm. said 85. They weren't sitting with each other. They were like, it's 85% Niners. Wow. 
Um, Why is said, that? When did that get like that? Well, that's predict. That one was predictable because you have 85. a lot of San Fran transplants. You can fly. It takes an hour. But um, I was asking people, how does this keep happening to the Rams beyond just the fact that they don't have the fan base? And apparently, mm. they got so behind financially with that stadium. Remember, they thought that stadium was going to cost like two and a half, maybe three billion max and ended up being over five billion. Five. Yeah. So they had to offload a lot of tickets. Plus, they didn't have a lot of ticket interest um, for season tickets. So they had to offload some of those tickets to ticket brokers. So now anytime mm -hmm. there's a situation where it's like Niners, Dallas, Patriots, the Giants, anybody who has like fans that travel, mm -hmm. it's going to be between 50 and 80 percent. And I was worried. I didn't want to take the Niners today. It was staring at me. It looked way too obvious. The public was on it. And I was worried because it just looked too easy. And that we've been burned by the Niners a couple of times this yeah. year. But then you watch, you're like, wow, we're getting basically a home team that's better laying one against this banged up Rams team. That's my biggest regret of the day. I wasn't anywhere near it. When you and I went over the lines I, last week, I thought this was off by three points. I thought the Rams should be favored. And so then I stupidly went with uh, what I thought should be, right? So, okay, 49ers are favored. I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, not that the point really matters, but the point is that I I took the team that I thought was going to win, and it mm. was a Christian McCaffrey coming out part. Really, I know he debuted last week, but you saw that he could do everything, and not just because he ran through and caught a touchdown pass, just like, he is so, so perfect for Jimmy G, who now goes through his progressions and and seems to land on McCaffrey every single time because he's he's for, as afraid of we are as we are of three team teasers he is of throwing downfield. Um, and so it, it's just what a perfect match for him. And yeah, they're I think they're only minus one thirty to win that division. I was gonna want maybe talk you. You might have that already. Do you already have that? You know, I laid off a couple times. I am officially scared of Seattle. We're gonna talk about them next segment. Yeah. The McCaffrey thing, I had I had some notes on it. I think it's so cool when a guy switches teams and instantly becomes way more interesting, um, way more compelling, matches the talent that we had just basically in fantasy leagues, and that's yeah. it. Like you see this right. happen in, in TV shows and with movies sometimes, but especially TV shows like White Lotus season two started tonight. I broke it down actually in the Prestige podcast. Um, with Joanne Robinson. You but watched Aubrey, it already? Oh, you oh got yeah, I got the screeners. Peak? Yeah, oh, so okay. we put it up. Right. But Aubrey Plaza's on there. And I think Aubrey Plaza mm -hmm. is somebody that a lot of people like and a lot of different things and hasn't had like the major high profile show really since Parks and Rex. And she plays this like really, really bitter wife mm -hmm. who's just shitting on everybody. And you watch her and you're like, wow, what a great role for Aubrey Plaza, right? So this always happens with Hollywood. <laughs> with sports... Doesn't happen that much, but you see McCaffrey with the new uniform and this coach that has all these different gimmicks with running backs. And I, it just is like, wow, this is great. What a fucking great fit for this. I, yeah. It's rare that trades work out this cool. And he's basically a college uh, bong in a college room. It's like, oh, I could use the bong for what it's worth. <laughs> right. you know, or I could stick some flowers in it when my parents come by on parents weekend, or I could yeah. use it as a weapon. Uh, if there's an intruder ever, like he really <laughs> use him for anything you want. And he's great for Jimmy G and Shanahan. I'll give it to him. He's a genius when it comes to the running back. So did you yeah, see the record he did? No, he was what, the, what the third guy to run pass and throw for a TD in the, oh, the game, third one. running back. Yeah. And yeah. the other two were Peyton and, and Ladanian, which is like, wow, that is really, yeah, wow. that's, that's hmm. hallowed ground. 
I don't know where Pretty Dale good. Sayers was on that whole thing. But yeah, that, it was such a fun trade because I think even though the Jimmy G trade, I think all of us thought that gave them a better chance for this season. I think all of us were looking at that Niners team a little blah, right? I was like, all right, mm. same thing, right? Uh, runs, runs, just plugging different running backs and Kittle will get hurt a couple of times and now Debo will do a couple of things and they'll blow some leads and I don't really take this team seriously. But he is definitely giving them the shocker. Now, I don't, I don't want to overreact because he could get hurt tomorrow, right? That's exactly the right. That's, trouble a, that's in the, field. the very next thing I was going to say. Let's not get yeah. too crazy because they absolutely need him in there. Well, they, and they have Kato who could get hurt at any time mm-hmm. and Debo who takes two monster hits a game. Mm-hmm. So this might be the best it ever gets, but pretty cool. Um, I was thinking, you know, at the Rams, you have the Clippers building that arena next to SoFi Stadium, which is now the home for other NFL fans to go to if their team is playing in town that week or you do a road trip. And the Clippers, Kawhi, (laughs) have knee problems. Again, it's year four. They've spent all this money and they're probably a playing team. Who knows Mm -hmm. what their future is? They've traded a bunch of picks and assets and they're opening, I think, for either the 24-25 season or next one. We need a nickname for that part of Inglewood if it's like the sad Rams and the sad Clippers. It's like Sad City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something, right? It's just like, the, it'll be like $8 billion worth of stadium for <laughs> fan bases that don't give a shit about their teams. Right, yeah. I, 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 uh, they almost should move the Rams. Like, has this ever happened in the history of sports where your <laughs> team wins a championship? Again? Your team wins a championship and then your fans are outnumbered eight to one? In it's a, humiliating. In a, in a rivalry game, there's oh, nothing. Can you imagine if that happened that to your team or my team? Like, no. If we had a Patriot game and 85 percent of the fans were the other team, I I, I would stop following yeah. the Patriots. I wouldn't know what to do. Celtics I'd be like, sold, I need a sabbatical. Celtics sold all the tickets to uh, Sixers fans tonight. I don't know what happened. They just needed a break. It was nice outside. <laughs> nice outside. That, that excuse too. Come on, it's got to be 70,000 Rams fans that want to see them every other week. Well, in LA, we have City of Industry, which is this weird part of <laughs> the outskirts of LA where there's like no people live there. It's just it's just industrial stuff and right. some gentlemen's clubs. But mm-hmm. the Sad City, I think, could be its own thing, right? It's like, what happens in Sad City? Oh, there's concerts and you can go to basketball games and root for the visiting team. And then there's a football yeah. game eight times a year. You can root for that visiting team. It's great. And it'll just be like people just passing through, but no actual fans. I like Sad City. Yeah. Maybe Sad um, City. Ingle, Ingle, would you rather? Is it, I don't know. I don't know. It's like everybody else. Everyone's going somewhere else with this. Ingle, would you rather is great. Yeah. You go down to Ingle, would you rather? Uh, <laughs> by the way, not a short drive. Not that anyone outside California cares, but uh, it's not like yeah. easy to get to Inglewood from LA. So no. it's uh, six miles and an hour and a half from me. That's what it is. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it's closer to me. <laughs> Anytime you can build a five billion plus stadium and then have eighty five percent of the fans of the other team. Oh man! Um, hey, I have another question for you because McVeigh obviously they had a couple sideline shots of him, and he had the same look on his face that Durant's had in a couple Nets games, and that Brady mm-hmm. basically has all the time. Who regrets not giving up on the NFL before this season more, in your opinion, Brady, McVeigh, or Al Michaels? Oh, wow. That's really good. Who has the most regret? Because Al a really is like, good you could tell with Al, he's like, wow. Yeah. I, I had enough money and I'm old. 
What am mm-hmm. I doing? I just can't click with Herb Street. I miss Collinsworth. Like maybe I should have packed it in at this point. Brady looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. Like when that mm-hmm. Mike Evans play, when Mike Evans just kept running the crossing route and Brady right. threw it behind him. And it was just like, he just wanted to walk off and just disappear. And then McVay, who could have left the title, not coached anymore, not coached this smoke and mirrors team that everything was in last season and just done TV for a couple of years and made a shitload of money, been the biggest coaching free agent year after year. Like what's better than that? I think it's McVay. It's a really good three. And it's embarrassing for McVay. Like you said, he looks up at the crowd and then he gets beat by Shanahan. Also, when's the last time? That, is that Again. eight regular season? Eight regular season games in a row or something yeah. crazy? Yeah, no, he did get him in the playoff though. game, though. Right. They got him in the playoff, eight regular season games. I'll still say Al. I don't think there's any coming back for him. I don't think he gets <laughs> excited about it. There's nothing that <laughs> nah. can do it this, this year. At least the Rams could maybe sneak into the playoffs, but not Al. No, Al's just like one of those porn actors. He's just walking into the scene. He doesn't care the actresses, with, just banging at the scene and getting the hell out of there. Right. Back in it, back in his, back in his Corvette 45 minutes later. I would watch that. I would watch that, by the way. I don't know if that makes me a sicko. We both love Al Michaels. The, uh, the unhappiest Al season will always be the boomer Osiris Mm. season. Like that, that's the oral history I've always wanted to read is the, uh, Mm -hmm. Al Boomer. Anyway, fascinating Rams-Niners game. Let's take a break, and I want to talk Jets and Seahawks. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, a award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60 day money back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is simply safe with two eyes, simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like simply safe. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little double header, a little NBA double header. Right, first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. All right, so the Pats pulled one out against the Jets because Belichick owns the Jets. The, the game was sitting there for the Jets. Mac threw just an atrocious pick six. The Jets would have been up 14. Rough in the pass, a legitimate call, by the way. I had a couple of Jets fans, like, oh, it was a bogus call. It's like, just point me to the, uh, the, to the other football game where right. the quarterback released the ball and then the defensive lineman behind him took a two-step jump and piled him. Into the, they're calling that 100% of the time. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns around and then Zach Wilson unravels in a hilarious way. I watched with Kyle uh, and his 
his father, Joe. And mm-hmm. we were just yelling, throw it to us, Zach, on every possession. And he did. He, he threw it to us. He tra- Sometimes we dropped it or we had a miscommunication of who was going to catch the pick. He was running around like it was a seventh grade football game. And it was a quarterback who had never really played before, didn't totally know what to do, but had watched a lot of Madden. Right. And um, I just don't know how... I First of all, we thought they were going to pull him for Flacco. Yeah. But um, I don't Three know... Three is usually the number. Yeah, right? Yeah. Three will I get you in trouble. I don't know how they go back to him next week. The Jets are, are pretty good. Like, they have a really good defensive line. I think they have some skill guys. Garrett Wilson was good today. If they even had a decent quarterback, I think they win that game or come close because the Pats didn't trust Mac at all after that after mm-hmm. that uh, first half interception. So well, they're I don't pathetic. know what they're, they're the Jets. They're, they're pathetic fans like you don't trust them. I'm really, really, honestly, really feel bad for you guys. Like, really, you can't have one year where your quarterback's not good. What? It's three. 15, it's our third 15 year. Freaking, oh, come on. It's our you third have a, year with a quarterback we don't trust. It's three years now. You don't trust. So well, lifetime. Look at his stats, 180, a touchdown. Like That's what oh everybody gets. Stop that's it. what everybody in this league gets. 180 yards at top, whatever he Come ended on. up with. Please they, stop crying. Once, stop crying. You had they came out of the... For 16 years. <laughs> it was I'm embarrassed for you. I get embarrassed for you. People are like, I'm like, I know. I'll talk to him. I don't know. I don't think he's going to change. He and Hench, they, they say, yeah, we have seven... We have seven years of grace period. We don't have to, and then right back at it. You get two bad drives, well, and you're all over. But Mac guys. Jones was going to be good, and by by no. the halfway through this third quarter, all they right. didn't trust him at all. They were just at the end of the second quarter when they got the ball back after the rough in the passer. They didn't even try to score a touchdown. They had like a carefully selected couple plays to start the third, and then after that, I didn't feel like they trusted him. And I honestly, he's looked bad this year, like like consistently has looked way off. He's looked slow. He's had bad decision-making. And I don't think they trust him. I think he's doing it on purpose. It's an experiment for a-hole Pats fans like you to see oh, if come you on. fly off the handle because oh you my don't God. have a good quarterback for two years. Oh, come on yourself. Um, I, can I have, as a, far have, as, can I have a yeah. decent quarterback? I'll settle for I decent. Said, look at his numbers compared to everybody else. He's not that much worse. It's, a, it's what the is same. The look it's, at this numbers. I, well, I watch Marcus Mariota's in, for Mar- Mariota's in first place. You want him? What, who do you want? Well, do you Mariota want shouldn't be in first place. We'll talk about that game later. All right. I know um, you don't like that. All no, right, as far as Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson goes, yeah. all right. I don't. I don't know. This is the one thing with the Jets. As good as they were, nobody said Zach Wilson's having a great year before this week, right? It was no. all Brees Hall. It was all the defense. I'm like, yeah, I like to see Zach Wilson do a little something. And today we saw him do a little something the other way. So um, I don't know if Flacco's the answer, but and I don't even know if that team's making the playoffs at five and three. They got some tough games coming up. So. Uh, I think they should just be happy and level off at eight and nine, and um, that's where they'll end up. You know, it'd be really fun is if it worked like the NBA, like the NBA right now. Anybody who's in trouble, it's like could this team, this trade, that trade, Durant, like mm-hmm. you name a player, anybody right. who's under five hundred, Embiid couldn't be go to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. A Packers Jets trade would be really fun if it, there's no way it works under the cap. But if the Jets were like, hey, just give us Aaron Rodgers, we'll give you Zach Wilson back. A we'll give you shift. like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll give you two firsts and uh and and the Packers could just basically throw in the towel. They're killed on the cap this year, but they can't do it because the way they have the stupid cap with the whatever yeah. you pay the guy the bonus, it gets spread out. But just putting Aaron Rodgers on this Jets team, I'd be terrified. He still he still has like the arm. I mean, he doesn't have the spirit. He's a little older, but it's not like mm-hmm. he's it's not like he's not still 
really good. I can't explain what's going on with him, with Rodgers. I watched that, and he really looked like... I was joking because we were on Spotify Live. I'm like, Rodgers is getting us the cover. Now he knows what's important. He cut it to 10, spreads 10 and a half, and then they show him on the bench, like, smiling with... um, like the with Aaron Jones, he's like laugh. I'm like, wow, maybe he just does want the cover. Maybe he just wants to keep these games oh. respectable. You know, like on third and fourteen, he's handing off. Like I get it, it's safe, but the old Aaron Rodgers who was able to do- throw downfield right. would take a shot there. I, I really think he's just right now. It's about not embarrassing himself. Yeah, that's interesting. You're right. The gunslinger Rodgers. I keep going back to this thing Fitzpatrick said when I had Ryan Fitzpatrick on my pod and he was talking about how these guys don't try on Hail Marys because they don't want to mm. ruin their stats. Yeah. I and it. I do, I do wonder if that even goes further than just the Hail Marys. Like if he feels, you know, does he take less chances if he doesn't trust his receivers? Does he not want to have like 10 interceptions after six games or, mm-hmm. you know, have like a 20 interception season? Who knows? But I, well, I and then he let one go. <laughs> He's like threw a touchdown pass. Like, all right, who is that? Tory? Torre, yeah. whatever. Torre. All right, I'll let it go. Let's see what happens here. I don't know. I don't, I met him once in practice, but let's I'll I'll uncork it and uh and good things happen. But yeah, for the most part, not interested in throwing downfield. And we know when you throw short, it's gonna be tipped and picked and all that stuff. I wouldn't say he has a lot of receiver weapons, but that's also right. partly his fault because he mm-hmm. when when you're taking that much money in the cap, teams are gonna have to make decisions. Do you made trade? decisions with Adams? Do you trade Adams for Basaccia straight up at this point? <laughs> Basaccia is the uh, special teams coach, not exactly yeah. lighting it up for the Packers. No. Do you make that trade right up? No. Adams, Raiders I thought, got go. hurt because he was one for three yards today. And it was like, no, he actually played the whole game. The flu. Yeah, he played with the flu, I guess. So, mm. um, so no, no. Jets fans, I have a few of them in my life. All of them mm-hmm. were just completely discombobulated by that Zach Wilson thing. Like, tough to come back from. Right. 18 games. They're seven or eleven when he plays. He's twelve touchdowns, sixteen interceptions for the year. It feels worse. He's thrown mm-hmm. for thirty three sixty two. But if they missed on this pick, they took Sanchez fifth at 09. They took Darnold <laughs> third in two thousand eighteen, and they took Wilson second in twenty one. So in the span of thirteen drafts, three top five picks on quarterbacks, and they would have gone zero and three unless you count you give a little to Sanchez because he won a playoff game against the yeah, Pats in New England. Mm-hmm. So it's that not like a complete bust. A road game. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, but then you I don't go know. what are you saying? The Jets the Jets drafts are bad? Of course, of course. Yeah. This is no, you go backwards. Punchline. Pennington yeah. eighteen. Mm-hmm. Kellen Clemens forty ninth. And then the one quarterback they hit on. 39th pick in 2013, possible MVP of the 2022 season, Geno Smith. Yeah, right. So when people say the Jets can't draft quarterbacks, they drafted Geno Smith, who is an MVP candidate and is in the running for best quarterback (laughs) in the NFC. And they drafted him. They had him. But he was 8-8 eight eight with the Jets, wasn't he, that one year? And then the fight, and it just was like fight. circumstance took He over. went to the Giants. He got buried behind Eli. Then he was basically Russell Wilson's backup. He does. He did have one of those. It's almost like when, uh, remember, when we, when we knew John Hamm, when we knew yeah. John Hamm before Mad Men? Right. And it was like, uh, oh, that's Jennifer's boyfriend. Oh, he's an actor. It's like, oh, cool. And yeah. then he's, yeah, he's got this show, Mad Men. It's like, oh, that sounds cool. That's great. Mm-hmm. And then he turned into John Hamm. 
Gino, like the, he's like the fucking John Ham of, of of QBs. He is bounced around we're, for ten years. We're gonna see him sidling up next to Flo and the progressive ads. I could see it. Gino's Gino should have Mercedes some progressive ads. ad. Yeah, let's see your voice. Let's hear your voice, Gino. I Gino's, like rooting for that team, uh, especially oh when they're God. playing the Giants. But they're a lot of fun, and they play defense. They, you know, that defense allowed one touchdown today. I think one. I think they've had. Two games with one touchdown and one with two uh, in the last four. Like they really, they really play D. Uh, they got the fans back. Talk about fans. Oh That's my it. God. The Rams must look at that and be like, "What the hell? We'll never come close to that." But at least that that place is loud, and you know what you're getting every week out of uh, those fans. And uh, and then you got K nine, Kenny Walker, the third, great who, pickup, great who, pickup. What the most unorthodox runner in the league, except for uh, the guy on, on Washington. The Walker like, Robinson. Yeah. I, he's got this herky jerky stutter start game and he yeah. carries the ball in the wrong hand, like two thirds of the time, like the touchdown he had today. He's running right to left with the ball in his right hand as guys mm -hmm. are trying to tackle him, but he gets by everybody. He's like, I like a legit weapon. They got two good receivers and Lockett stunk today. And there was this moment when, uh, they came out of commercial and Gino was coming over, just trying to pull Lockett back in. Cause Lockett had a big fumble. He mm -hmm. dropped a touchdown, hit his helmet, and they go over and they show Gino just trying to like kind of bring him back in like a real leader. And I was like, oh, this is a nice moment. This isn't like a Russell Wilson, I know the right. cameras are on me moment. This is just, I need to get this guy back. We have a chance to win this game. I'll tell you this. I was going to bet Seattle all week. And I was like, I was afraid of the Giants because they've just over week after week, they pull games mm -hmm. out of their ass. Fourth quarter, you think you have it, they do something. And I was like, I think this can go down in two and a half. I never did. It stayed at three. And I stayed away. And I was so mm. mad because Seattle, <laughs> Seattle's home field is just with, with this team and Gino not making mistakes, they're going to be a really hard team to play as we uh, head into November, December, January. I agree. And you know, that whole thing, when I saw it too with Gino coming over to the sideline. I'm like, yeah. oh, is this another thing where the young quarterback goes to the guy who's been around a while? And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Gino's been playing quarterback since 1984. Right. The NFL. Like this is this actually makes sense. So you're right. There's that leadership, not annoying leadership quality versus what you're exactly right, what Russ offers Denver. And you know that team is pissed they won because now it's just knee high knees in the aisles for the next uh ten weeks on every flight. It's gonna be awful for them. Well, after the game, Tyler Lockett said, It's amazing what we can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit. Hmm. Just the fucking drive-bys at Russ are unbelievable. Like, there's guys like Sherman and and Marshawn and people like that that are just, you know, they're 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 just coming out and firing bullets. And then there's like all the stuff like that. A lot of I, I didn't realize I think the seat those diehard Seattle fans kind of knew, but they didn't want to admit it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize how the how dysfunctional the Russ thing was. I think it was real I think it was way worse than we thought. And then it was like Pete's holding Russ back. It's like, is he? Um, yeah, this is the kind of team Pete wanted to coach. I can't believe I think like just dozens of guys were waiting for him to lose. Right. It's like, oh, man, why do we tolerate this? We've all worked with people like this. But like, yeah, oh, he is productive. I can see why they keep him around. He's a good earner. Wait a minute. He can't he, he can't complete a pass over the middle. All right. OK, let's start talking. <laughs> we ship yeah. this guy off. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gino for the season, one one oh seven QB rating. 13 mm. TDs, uh, three picks. 
He's thrown for almost 2,000 yards, and he leads the league in a completion percentage, which can be a bogus stat from time to time. But you have the combo of they're getting big plays. He's not, he's protecting the ball, which was a problem with him in the past. And he, and he keeps the chains moving. And I don't know. I think it's a legitimate team. I, I feel like he throws downfield. I know he's in the 70s for completion percentage, but it's not a Drew Brees type. It's not a four-yard no. check down to Kamara. You know, it's uh, he throws downfield a lot. He does the thing that Kyle and I we're, we're go, are just going nuts about with Mac. Like, just every once in a while, three-step drop, just try to get your receiver to make a play. Just throw it downfield. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. put it in the air. Let your guy go up and get something. They have Lockett and they have... Uh, and they have... Metcalf. Um, so yeah. their over-under for the season was five and a half. They were 15-1 on FanDuel to win the division. They were 71 wow. to win the conference. They were plus 540 to win the playoffs before the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember whether we went over. Oh, I guess I went, I, I went over on that one. I don't remember what you did. They have next games. Um, they're at Arizona, at Tampa. Right. Vegas. Versus Tampa. Versus Tampa. Yeah, I think they're home for Tampa. Yeah. And, oh, actually, that's a Germany. Oh, that Tampa's game. away. Yeah, yeah that's, it's a Germany that's a Germany game. game. Yeah. Yeah. And then and they then still Vegas. have, they have another San Francisco game. They have a Kansas City game at Kansas City on Christmas Eve. And that's going to be exciting, that 49ers game in Seattle, December 15th. That's a night game, too. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I think That'll they get to, one. I think they're going to get to 10 wins. Don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. They may only need nine for that division, but I think they get to 10. They're a fun team. And uh, yeah, listen, as a Cowboys fan, I know we're we're probably, if we don't win the division, much, much, much rather go to Atlanta and even Tampa, who beat us, than I would Seattle in the playoffs. Right. So how I laid that out for you, if you're the top wild card, assuming Mm -hmm. you can't beat Philly, I would guess you're going to play the NFC South, whoever comes out of there. So would you rather go to Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans, or Carolina? Oh, just out of those four. Yeah. But you'd rather go to Carolina, but they're not, they're probably not going to make it. That's the four or five. Oh man. I, you know, if Micah Parsons can't figure out Marcus Mariota, then something's wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. And I know you hate that game and I don't know when you want to talk about it, but stupid, another stupid win for the Falcons. Let's talk about it now. Just to put a bow (laughs) on, put a bow on Gino. Yeah, I think he's like the king of Seattle right now. Hall of Fame. Get I think in. he's like the most popular guy in Seattle. Like, how do you not love that story? Love that guy? You trade Russ away. You get this Hall back. You get Gino in his place. This incredible yeah. redemption story. What's a better story than that? It's him and Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. It's got to be those two. Uh, and the, and know, whenever the Sonics come back. I don't know what. Does he get comeback player of the year? Or there's no more. Oh, he has to. Wait, he does well, like create a new award for him. Create the Geno Smith, I thought you were dead award and give it to Geno Smith. It's too early. They didn't, they didn't renew the odds, but it refreshed the odds. But yeah, I think he passed Barkley today in terms of being in the top of the leaderboard there for comeback player. Well, you and I are old enough to remember like this, bigger versions of this. Jim Plunkett, number one mm-hmm. pick for the Patriots overall, 1970. Gets the shit kicked out of him for six years. Ends up getting waived. Goes to the Niners. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they traded him to the Niners. Uh, gets waived. Ends up on the Raiders. Ends up in a couple Super Bowls, right? That's like the yeah. best one. There was a sure. Vinny Testaverde re- redemption mm-hmm. where uh, he was on the Browns. Then Parcells loved him. Had him on the Jets for a while. 
this is probably closer to test of verity, but yeah. still considering like he never had a moment and he was never a number one pick. Yeah. And even heading into the, the, uh, the preseason, it was like, it's going to be him or Drew Locke. And nobody was like, that's crazy. How is it not Geno Smith? Cause he'd never really done anything. And don't forget, they beat Denver that first week, right? And it's like, oh, yeah. that's good. That's funny. I get a kick out of this. It, it you know, it calms all the Russ lovers and the Denver lovers uh, down for a minute. Then they lost it next two. So it's like, all right, this is the rebuilding team we knew. And then they, they got it back going again. Fun team for sure. On FanDuel, Allen is plus 125 for MVP, and that's looking pretty convincing. Gino mm-hmm. has the seventh best odds now at 32 to one. Does he? Is he seventh? Tua is ninth. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, tenth at seventy-five to one. Tua's fantasy stats are kind of shocking. I don't know if you've looked at the fantasy leaders this year, but Tua's stats are way up there. Oh, I had him on my bench today. Believe me, I know all. Oh, about good. It. Congrats. Yeah, yeah thirty-two points. Uh, Hertz um, should get Hertz should get more consideration. He's pretty solid. He throws a good he long good. ball. Yeah, and they're uh, they're going to lose two games this year. I would say Allen, clear favorite, but then it's probably Hurts, Mahomes, and uh, and I think Gino. I think that's the four right now. It's I'm fine with eight that. Eight weeks in, it's, it's time to start talking about MVP at least a tiny bit. Hey, Hench wanted us to do a 2022 redraft, but with just the QBs. So if you, you could have any QB from that draft, Lawrence, Jones, Matt, uh, Wilson, Fields, Mills, and I'm leaving somebody out. No, that was it, right? Those yeah, five. that was, yeah. Uh, 2022? 2021, right? the Lawrence draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who would yeah, you, would you still five, take Lawrence out of all those guys? You know, I, I, I'm, I'll I'm, sign off on that, on that guy hit a ceiling. I mean, I think he's fine. He'll have games because his, his big thing in Clemson was his running when he'd take off. And I still think yeah. he could be dangerous there, but which coach is going to figure out you never know now which if it's going to be the coach or it's going to be the player that doesn't want to run. But if he doesn't have that, I don't care about that. I mean, I'm, I I think we would definitely have had Fields fifth on that list. And now Fields might be number one. He keeps things interesting, believe it or not. Fields is, I was really, really impressed with him in the Pats game. I thought he was pretty good today too. But um, yeah, but when you consider he has no weapons and they haven't really done a lot for push him to succeed. Now it feels like, I think Eberflus is actually a pretty good coach. I was impressed with him last week. I think yeah, I might have around. Fields first. What's interesting is I think at least three of these guys you would have said, like last year you might have said Mac at some mm-hmm. point, right? After like week 11, you might have been like, Mac might have been the best quarterback in the thing. Then I think it was Lawrence after week two this year. And now I think it, uh, it, it might be Fields. Um, yeah, it's just weird how you're locked into it. It's like Zach Wilson was definitely going to go to the Jets. Remember that year it was going to be yeah. definitely going to be number. Trey Lance was definitely, you know, going to be early. Uh, Mac Jones was the wild card, right? He fell. And then uh, Davis Mills, we made this pretend thing like he was better than everybody. And now it's like, ugh, now it's been he's a couple t- of years. He's been awful. Been a, like Joe Burrow is the last great one. Or I guess Tua, if you want to throw Herbert. in there. And, Herb, and Herbert, throw Herbert yeah. in there. All right, um, we'll throw him in there. But then now that's two years removed already. I mean, and 10 quarterbacks. Emmanuel Acho had a, just a smoking hot. Did you see that clip he did about how two, two is better versus than Herbert? Herbert. Yeah. I, yeah. It was aggressive. <laughs> I, I don't mind when people do those where it's like there's just enough of a kernel of a truth. Somebody's going to be like, fuck it and do a three-minute video about it. It's like, I think two has won more games. 
he had more success in college. I was like, all right, decent case. I, I think uh, I think he was with us. He, in fact, he used the word overpraised when referring to Herbert, but I'm not sure. I'm ready well, that, to there's a difference between you know? yeah, yeah. Herbert was yeah. a little overpraised. I think sure. and probably still is, but at the same time, like. He's gotten the shit kicked out of him this year. He might be playing with broken ribs for all we know. And he's had be- right. really bad luck with his receivers. Mm-hmm. And his coach might be a moron for all we know. Right. So there you go. Uh, yeah. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins put together a team for Tom Brady and somehow got stuck with Tua. And uh, it's like, okay, you got Waddle now. You got mm. Tyreek Hill. Got a running game. So might have worked out. Mm. Lombardi had a thing on Vissen about, uh, he wrote a piece about, he called it six back or six pack. He kind of vacillated between those two about this mm-hmm. new thing about these quarterbacks that can run basically teams now trying to put six guys who are threats on the field, right? Where it's like run pass with any of the six guys. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the new version of how to cheat without having a quarterback. It was an interesting piece, but you see a team like Atlanta who's like, all right, Mariota, he's not very good, but we're going to make it seem like he might run around and, you know, yeah. And there's way better versions of this. Lamar is actually accurate and can do it. But right. for the most part, it does feel like the version of football we're watching this year feels really different. It it it's mm-hmm. takes pieces from the 1920s and from like the 1970s, but then you'll see these teams thrown deep all of a sudden for 10 minutes. But then I, I don't really understand what's happening and I'm not smart enough about football to figure it out. But People are I'm like, the well, same they way. Moved the safety's back. And I was like, really? That's it? So they yeah. moved safety's back. And now we're playing football completely different? Like, that can't be right. it. So yeah, I don't know what 11, to make of still it. Still 11 guys, right? Like, you know, Ro- the guys Rodgers, Brady, Stafford were all able to find soft coverage in the zone or wherever you put the safeties. I, I don't understand that. But it really, you're right. It only seems like three guys are throwing deep now. Burrow, Wilson, or... Uh, yeah, uh, no, but Burrow, Allen, and I think Hurts are like the only guys that throw deep consistently now. Well, remember we thought when they took over the you can't kill the guy going over, over the middle anymore? We were like, wow, everybody's good for, for 5,000 yards. And J- mm-hmm. Even Jameis threw for like 5,300 that year. So I don't right. I don't know what era we're entering into, but, you know, I watched Mario to win today. Let's, let's take a break, and then I want to complain about the Panthers. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Unlike this podcast, some things in life should be boring, like banking, because boring is pragmatic and responsible, level-headed, wise, all the things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be exciting. Exciting is for three-point buzzer beaters, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money, because when your money is doing what you need it to, you can do all the unboring things you want to do with it. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc., PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions, but right now I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code Simmons for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. 
All right. So I adopted the Panthers as my, I can't believe they're going to make the playoffs team. Mm. I knew it was going to be someone from the NFC. I had the wrong team. Could have been Seattle. Could have been the Giants. Could have been Atlanta. I have Carolina. It looked like it was going to flip today. They, they kind of dominated that Falcons game. P.J. Walker threw a terrible pick at the end of the first half. But for the most part, they just looked like a better team for the entire game. Falcons did Falcons stuff. They go ahead. Carolina's basically, you know, has enough time to at least get in like Hail Mary or 30-yard range. But before they get to Hail Mary range, Walker chucks it. The Like, I think it was the farthest they've measured in six years. He threw it like almost 70 yards. Mm-hmm. And hits DJ Moore. DJ Moore catches it to tie the game, PAT pending. Runs out of bounds from the end zone and, and takes his helmet off. And they call the 15-yard helmet thing, but he wasn't on the field. I've seen this right. interpreted. I've seen games where the defender has gotten the interception, sprinted off the field, and immediately took his helmet off. They didn't call it. I have no idea what the celebration thing is. I looked at the rule book. I'm still confused. So anyway, 48-yard PAT for Eddie Pinheiro. He misses it. Uh, Going overtime, Meredith throws a pick right away. They're on like the 20. And instead of being like, no, let's try to, don't let's not bring that kicker out. He just missed. Let's try to get a first down. They do the three predictable runs. Bring yep. Eddie out again. Misses the 33-yarder. Falcons end up winning an OT. And I had the Panthers money line. I have their win total for the year. I had them an underdog parlay <laughs> and I felt like I picked the right team. This is like the eighth time this year. This is fucking happened to me, Sal. Why? I need an exorcism. I'm telling you. Well, I don't know. Eddie Pinero. I don't know if you remember. He had a game winning field a couple of years ago and thank JC, the big guy in the sky. So I don't know if you need an exorcism or, or maybe go to church with Eddie or what that, <laughs> that, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. First of all, he was out of bounds and he took his helmet off, but he has to be out of bounds on the sidelines, out of bounds. There are guys who are I, out of bounds and then jump in and play with the crowd for five minutes, also, right? Wait, so, so if he had is, stayed inbounds, kept his helmet on and done Thriller by Michael Jackson for 20 seconds, they're like, that's right. fine. You weren't yeah, taunting on that. It's dumb. It's really dumb. And uh, it's not worth 15 yards. It's not worth a, a sending the wrong team home, but, but yeah, win that game in overtime for God's sakes. What are you doing there? By Panthers? the way, how about five yards? How is that worth the same as me, right. a punt returner, signaling a fair catch, and I run down full speed, and I knock him unconscious, and he has to be mm-hmm. carried off on the cart 20 minutes later. It's like, that's a 15-yard penalty. And it's like, DJ Moore ran out of bounds, took his helmet off. Yep, 15 yards, got to flag it. Uh, or uh, put it on the kickoff. How does so- that decide a game? These guys, there was one in the game we just saw, the night game, where there was jawing, right? And the Packer got called for 15 yards. He had a first down. It's like, and then they went to the rules guys, like, okay, so just so we know, it's not what they said to each other. It's when he pointed, um, pointed yeah. signifying the first round with the two oh, fingers. Like, that's right. exactly right, Mike. Oh, that's yeah. exactly what's like, what? Because he pointed? What? So what? He pointed. He has a first down. The referee's about to point first uh, down. I don't like I it. Had, I hit I hit the pats. I hit this Vikings bet. I did this Vikings bet for billion dollar picks. Vikings first half parlayed with Vikings to win the game and it was plus 110. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's great. Arizona loses every first half. Did that. So hit both of those. <laughs> Needed Carolina because I had them an underdog and some other stuff. And they get this miracle play. It's like, oh my God, my fortunes have churned. I'm jumping around. And it's like, yeah. oh, 15 yard penalty. Ah, oh, now it'll be fine. And then you see how long it is. Oh my, it was 
at the roller coaster up, down, up, down, because then they have it in overtime. It's just like, I don't know. So yeah, I, I it's don't just know. Not my I, ear. Just I not don't my like ear. any of the Souths. I feel bad for you, but I, and then you, I don't know. But don't bet any of the South teams when they play each other. AFC That's or fair. NFC. I was seeing PJ Walker. It's like yes, PJ Walker gets outdueled by Marcus Mariota and the first <laughs> yeah, place Falcons. It's like all right, but is this week one? It's like holy shit, no. Oh, it's week nine. We're going into. It really is the first place Falcons. Give me a break. So that one had he DJ Moore catches a touchdown. You have Falcons minus four, Falcons money line. You're having a stroke. Panthers, mm -hmm. greatest thing ever. Oh, PAT. Now we're going to OT. Now if you have the Falcons minus four, you're like, I need a touchdown. You have the Panthers like, I'm still alive. I, that was that game was a disaster. I, yeah. I have my worst losses of the year in no particular order. That was number one. Indy KC week three. Tampa Pittsburgh week six. Browns Jaguars where Nick Chubb has to fall down and he doesn't. Or not, uh, mm -hmm. Browns Jets. Nick Chubb has to fall down. He doesn't. They end up losing a 14-point lead. Uh, Minnesota, uh, Houston, Jacksonville, week five, when Lawrence throws the TD on the one-yard line, which he did again today. Um, right. Bears 49ers week one, where <laughs> the monsoon and the Bears get two touchdowns. And then Carolina <laughs> Cleveland week one, when the guy hits the 59-yard field goal and hasn't come close to doing anything like that since. Yeah. That's the bonus one. Carolina loses two crazy field goal games. Like, the, I actually yeah. think they're a decent team. I really do. I don't know about that. I don't know. Every week I have someone different as the as my worst team. Boy, I wish I would have done that. Listed my my It would have taken me hours well, next and week. hours. I, no, next I'd week at least, you can do it. I had at least three of the same ones as you did, that monsoon game and everything else. Yeah, they're all bad. Um, Dante Foreman was awesome in the Carolina. I'm telling you, I, I don't think Carolina's a cross-up team. <laughs> I don't think anyone's a cross-up team in that division. Then right. you have the Saints. They shut out Vegas at home. I know what to make of that. I was terrible. I had the Raiders. That was another bad one. I had the Raiders. I had the Raiders plus 10 and a half, plus seven and a half, oh, all God. these dumb adjusted things. And that, how does a team not score? It's like we saw the Saints last Thursday. You could score them, right? Not to mention the Andy Dalton thing is on the other side, but um, yeah, that, that, that might, that's a team we can cross off. Are we crossing off? I'm looking at the Panthers schedule to see if you have a chance. I think we could cross off Vegas. I'm not, I'm not crossing up anyone in the, uh, NFC South. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can. Panthers oh, at have... Bengals at Ravens, um, hmm. at Seahawks. You might have a shot. Oh, not They're not bad. Much. Yeah. What division do you think has the most wins? It's gotta be the NFC East, right? Four, four, 20, 23. Is that what it is? Who's yeah. who's second? Uh, it is the AFC East, right? Yep. They have 20. Yeah. The next team or next division is the NFC West with 15. Wow. So big drop off. Then it goes all the way down. The AFC South has 10 wins. Wow. 10 wins. The NFC South has 12 wins. That's why you can't count out anyone yet. Could be like right. 7 and 10 could win the... NFC South, plus we haven't had injuries. I was looking at that AFC South, the point differential. Tennessee up top at five. They're a five and two team. They're a minus six point differential. Colts minus 28. Jaguars plus 14 are two and six. And the Texans minus 38. The Titans being five and two with a minus six point differential is just, is just elite. I appreciate Derrick Henry, but should you... Should it count as a win? Your quarterback should have to hit 100 yards. Like, all right, they're winning. They're up two scores, but can Malik Willis get to 100 yards? Otherwise, this isn't going to count. I think it should be a policy. 
your quarterback in the, the Lord's year of 2022 should have to get to 100 yards passing. No, they basically made him like in high school when you just put your running back in at quarterback to yeah, kind of, he's not even going to throw the ball. Right. I, I bet the Texans yesterday when I, when I, um, I like them anyway. And then Tannehill, they shelved him. I was like, they're going to put in Malik Willis. Like this is, mm-hmm. but Derek Henry and, uh, who was the other guy? Hilliard. Hilliard. Just, yeah. Just big boy, the Texans. It was rough. That might've been the best he looked in a long, like, Oh my God. Uh, right. Like a top three game for Derek Henry. And it's that not even like, cold yet. That that was high school football, Derrick Henry. Or it was like, this yeah. isn't fair. They're in the wrong division. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have, I had the Texans as one of the losers because they're clearly the worst team in the league now. Like they, mm-hmm. they, 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 they were hopeless against them. I had the, um, the LaFleur family, tough day for them. Jets oh. offensive coordinator in Green Bay. That was a loser. Good call. NBC trotted out five white guys in a row in the pregame show at one point, which I don't think has been done since 1971. They had right. random white guy host with Chris Sims. And who's the yeah. other white guy? Well, as long as show. Jason Garrett's one of them. <laughs> Jason always, Garrett. They're always going to be the loser. Yeah. Then they right. threw it to the field with Jack Collinsworth and Matthew Barrows. Like, this has <laughs> to be a record. The five white guys in a row. We haven't seen that since, uh, since yeah. I don't know, Jimmy the Greek was like smoking cigarettes on the air. <laughs> Your guy, Zeke Elliott, I think, was a loser today. How does he get yeah, his job so. back? Yeah, I get it. And I think Pollard should be the main guy anyway. But I don't know. I, I, I read a lot on the Cowboys. And they, they're down on, not that it mattered today, but they're down on Pollard's blocking ability. And Zeke is supposed to shine when it comes to that. So, yeah, look, I'm happy with that offense. I'm definitely happy with 6-2 and two going into a bye when my quarterback... Was You're looking out good. Most of those games, I'll take that. I would have taken that before the season. Panthers thirty-five to one to win the NFC South. I might have to <laughs> dip back in. Why not? Enough. You have put enough. A, put in a there. little more. Just a tiny bit more. <laughs> Minnesota's minus eight fifty in the NFC North. Yeah, the Philly one's fun. Minus three seventy plus four hundred and thirteen to one for the Giants. You're mm-hmm. f- you're uh, four to one. Why then, not uh, take the why not you don't like the Cowboys? I know they're they're one and a half out, but they play the Eagles again. I think we're just as good as them. I really four do. to I'd agree with you. Four to one seems a little high to me. The yeah. uh the other one I was looking at was the Bengals. There's been a chase over reaction where they're plus two ten now. Mm-hmm. They beat the Browns tomorrow. I think they could easily take that to Well, me. here's the problem. The Ravens, this is the Ravens schedule as you wait for Jamar Chase to get back. At yeah. Saints versus Panthers, who I know you love. At Jaguars versus Broncos. That's an Oof. easiest. They should go yeah, three and one that easy. month. Yeah. Good call. That's got to explain the odds. The Seahawks are plus three ten. It's a fun one. Cardinals sitting there at twelve to one. As a uh, Cliff gets fired. Oh, uh, Kyler. Who knows? All right, let's do guess the lines. Week eight. We have a bunch of teams on bye. Shouldn't be like this. Why should there ever be more than four teams on a bye? Happiest they got to get us involved. We got to make some changes in the NFL. We don't need pay. We don't need to get paid. They just have to listen to us. There shouldn't be six teams off. Couldn't agree. The the uh, the challenge on MTV did this. They listen to me. I'm an unpaid consultant. They just oh, yeah. they let me do seasons, and everybody's happy about it. Great week nine buys. I think Pittsburgh is delighted to get to a buy. Mm-hmm. Giants probably happy to get to a buy at six and two. Cleveland will see tomorrow night. Denver. Yep. 
gets to a buy off just the, an ugly win in London, but at least they have like a tiny bit of momentum. And then the two right. that I think would probably not want the buy are Dallas and San Francisco. Because you got well, you, Dallas, Prescott actually looked good today, and San Francisco's got mojo now, but maybe they get a week to heal everybody. Yeah, you get Debo back if you go like, rest a little bit, and Dallas yeah. maybe. But yeah, I, I'm I'm fine taking the buy now. Well, week eight guess the Lions. What's the what's the score now between us? I don't know. We're not still keeping the score, are we? I thought this was just for fun. Four Is two it? two. You have All right, the lead. I'm up. I'm up two. Yep. You're like the Packers. You're down, but you're not out. That's right. Speaking of down and out, Thursday night, Al Michaels. They, this oh, is a let Al drink during the game. Let him <laughs> let him just have a snifter. Uh, yeah. Al has to go to Houston, and <laughs> he has to watch the Eagles come to Houston. And after what I saw, I watched that entire game today. I can't imagine how they're going to stop the Eagles running game. Yeah. I don't, this is definitely double digits. <sighs> They I, held Malik Willis to 55 yards. Remember that <laughs> before you go crazy. I have but the Eagles by 11 and a half. You're going to get it. I don't know why I said 10 and a half because you're right about all those things. It's 13. Oof. They're not even, they don't even want you to think about a 10, t uh, no. 10 point three teamer with this. By the way, interesting. Philly at Houston Thursday night, which is the day off from the World Series, Philly, Houston. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, isn't it? What was the live line on game one when Philly was down 5 nothing? 18 to 1. Oh, my God. I hated that. I'm the only one in the country rooting for Houston. I was at that wedding uh, this weekend, and everybody's like, why? You, th th you, how could you root for this? Day? I'm like, I don't want the Mets to be uh, the Phillies and the Braves and the Nats to win three right. in the last five years. It makes me look bad. Like, oh, you can't root for Houston. Nobody should root for Houston. They really are the most hated team in sports, I think. It's weird that they've passed the Yankees. Yeah. I don't, wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. I, I think don't as know. long as Altuve's on that team and Bregman was kind of hated back in the day. Altuve's never going to live down the don't, don't touch my chest during right. the home run celebrate. That clip, Buzzer that will thing. live on forever. Sunday marquee game. I don't have one. <laughs> Blank. I have two watchables. I think this is really the worst week of football that we've had. And if there's ever a week to hang really? out with your kids or do something, um, this is the week. Two watchable well, games. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't, I don't think Rams Tampa's watch. I think it's unwatchable. But go ahead. You, do you have unwatchables? I do not. Okay. I have Falcons Chargers. I think the Falcons are just plain watchable. If you give them mm -hmm. another team that can move the ball, then the Falcons are really enjoyable. They got Could Kyle Pitts going today. Drake London's fun. Mariota's right. weird. I like Arthur Smith on the sidelines. He look, mm -hmm. looks like kind of like Spalding Smales has that kind of vibe to him. Uh, this game's in Atlanta. I think the Chargers continue to be overvalued, and I'm going to say Falcons by one. Oh, wow. Chargers are way overvalued, even more than you think. I had them by two and a half, the Chargers. Chargers favored by three. Oh, Jesus. I'm betting the Falcons. Coming off a bye. Yeah, I don't care. Wait, what is Brandon Staley's going to have another week to think of <laughs> dumb shit? Give me a break. He's like, I'm going to go on fourth and seven now. <laughs> We've had a bye. He's yeah. like, I've studied my fourth down tendencies and I should be more aggressive. <laughs> well, the, you're right. This is the most watchable game, I think. Because you oh know the God. Chargers will let them in it. Oh, Atlanta's, that's stupid. 
that should be a pick them. By the way, those teams are pretty even. Since when are the Chargers? What what makes them so great? Keenan Allen's been hurt all year. Mike mm-hmm. Williams got hurt last week. I don't trust Eckler to play four quarters. I'm with JC you. Jackson's I'm out. Bosa gets hurt every three games. What, what's so great about the Chargers? And they're you, poorly you coached. Li- you, list, you list them as a playoff team, like minute one into this podcast, didn't you? Didn't you have well, them as like the seventh somebody's seed? Got, somebody's got to be the seventh seed. All right. It's going to probably be nine and eight. It's going to be a seventh seed. All right, be careful. I mean, remember Still, last year, fucking Ben Roethlisberger's corpse made the playoffs last year. Yeah, that's true. 14 that's playoff true. teams, a lot. All right, here's mm-hmm. my other watchable game. Maybe it's just for me. The Bengals at home against my Panthers. Just not quitting <laughs> on this Panthers team. This PJ Walker is really fun to watch. She really is. Oh, this is, this is I like crazy. Him. No, I'm watchable. not. Dante what? Foreman, what Foreman. I got uh, Bengals by six and a half. <laughs> well, that's why you think it's watchable. I said seven and a half. It's nine. Oh. Vegas does not think this All is right. watchable. Okay. I wanted to. Now you're not going to put this on a teaser with me? How dare you? God, no. I'm going to bet the Panthers. Ah. Uh. And I need to donate more Panthers money to whoever the money goes when you lose bets. Fairly watchables. Well, you know what? This, I changed my mind. This is a watchable. I'm going to give it three watchables. Dolphins, Bears. Mm. I think Fields is watchable now. And and I, you know who else is good is Herbert. When going against, when the Pats went against Herbert last week, he was actually like legitimately scary. I, every time he got the ball, I thought he was going to get six yards. They have... I don't want to misspeak here. I feel like they have like 520 yards rushing in the last two weeks or something. It's something something crazy like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this is watchable. I got Dolphins by three and a half in Chicago. Uh, you're going to get it. I said Dolphins by three. It's four and a half. Mm. It's a lot. It's a little, little heavy. Boy, this looks like an underdog week so far. Well, I guess, so the Lions was what? Miami was three and a half against the Lions? Yeah. So they added a point at Chicago. Stupid eh. Lions. Yeah. Dumb team. Yeah, that is a dumb team. They really, I looked at it, I was like, what? I stared at the one and six. I'm like, that can't be right. And it is so right. Did you say they have these advanced stats about separation that receivers get? And usually yeah. it's like two yards and Tyreeko was like three and a half yards per play. He was open mm-hmm. just with nobody near him. That's um, this week or for the season? That was this week for the Lions game. He was just wow. up for consistently open the entire game about like three and a half yards. Oh, I forget where man. I saw it, but I enjoyed it. Fairly watchable. So we got another underdog, the Lions. Mm-hmm. Home for uh, Sad Sack Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I hit this exact, so. <sighs> well, come on. It's going to be Packers by three. Three and a half. Oh, fuck me. They gave him the nudge there. Little happy point there, hanging out there. That's a fun one. Might be a loser leaves town for the, for the Packers. Might be. I uh, I don't totally understand the Packers thing. I know they have less weapons on offense, but they. I thought their defense was going to be good, and it's just not that good. I don't get that part. Yeah, it was uh, Darius Smith goes over the Vikings. I don't think he's going too crazy for them defensively. Per no, se, but yeah, they can't get it together. And, Seven you know, they first don't round have, picks on D. They don't have the advantage. Would you rather be the Saints or the Packers right now? I'd rather Packers be Rodgers. Packers are three and a half games out of the Vikings. I guess they'd both be fighting for a, a playoff slot. But I'm just saying the Saints could ca- catch first place. Packers can't at this point. We need another Rodgers celebrity relationship. He's got to do something. Maybe Aubrey Plaza. You think so? Um, oh, yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> I think she's another married. home dog. Jets. Yeah. Jets at home. And unfortunately, it's against Buffalo. See, this is why this week's terrible. You have these like huge road favorite lines. That's it's not bad. even fun to bet those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a... I have Bills by 11 and a half. Oh, jerk. At 11, it's 12 and a half. Man. So that'll end up at 13. <clears throat> yeah, so let's just take it. And then, well, I got a couple others for him. I can't believe you won't go with Cincinnati with me here. I'll tell you this, not without Chase. I need to see them tomorrow night before I decide how I feel about them without Chase. Because everyone's like, oh, they'll just move Higgins to, like, that's not yeah. how this works. You, it's a big jump to go from number two receiver to number one receiver. We've seen this before. All right. So who's on the other side? DJ Moore, who can't keep his helmet on, and PJ Walker? They're, they're, they're fine. They'll <laughs> Fair. be fine. Fair. <laughs> I, so I would say this about the Jets. Mm -hmm. I think they have an excellent defensive line. Mm -hmm. I thought they were all over the place in that game. And honestly, if, if Zach Wilson was even a C-plus, the Jets probably win that game. You were so, so this scared. Line, this bill's so going to be too high. In there. Yeah. I do feel bad for the Jet fans. That was the biggest game they've had in that arena in many yeah. years, right? Like seven, maybe more. We have some good players. Ramondre has been awesome this season. Let's make that trade. I think we can make that trade now. To Chase? You want Chase now? Yeah, I'll take him. I don't care. We have another road favorite. Or road, uh, yeah. We have another road favorite, I think. Because Washington is home. Playing the Vikings. Mm -hmm. I watched that entire Washington game because I had a Washington bet. Right. Their defense is pretty good. Even without Chase Young. I don't think he played in this one either, but um, they got a big fourth down and one stop. I didn't think Ellinger was bad in the second half. He was actually kind of scary. Mm -hmm. He was moving around. He, he made some throws. I didn't know what was happening. Pittman, Pittman murdered them. Pittman had a couple of big drops in that game. He did. Um, I don't know if Washington's that terrible, so but I think the Vikings could be favored, and I would be afraid to bet them. I'm going to say Vikings by two. Oh, oh, we only split it. I said four. I went heavy with it. It's three. Yeah, this is an underdog parlay possibility for me. Really? Yeah. Kirk Cousins, revenge? You don't care about well, that? Well, exactly. You know, <laughs> Cousins today, that, that fucking Vikings team, yeah. where... They just they just wouldn't put Arizona away. Arizona nah. was like it was like wrestling. Arizona's like lying on the match. It's like pin me. Mm -hmm. The rest like one, two, and the Vikes kept pulling them up. Right. And they finally they go, they get the touchdown, 34-26. It's like, all right, that now this is done. And then Butler's like, no, no. I'm gonna hit the upright on this PAT. So he does that. <laughs> and then it's like Arizona had 17 chances in the second half to tie the game. Yeah. But they're they're so and then, then they, they got it back. It. They went three and out the Vikings uh, too, right? They gave it back yeah. twice. And Kirk started to get that. He, they were hitting him, and he started to get that little frazzled Kirk Cousins thing. And I was like, "You son of a bitch! You're going to throw mm -hmm. a pick six, aren't you?" But he didn't. Um, I could see Washington getting him. Cardinal Seahawks. You know, this should have been a watchables. I should have put that. I'm moving yeah. this one up. I'm promoting this one. Well, this is weird. Is something going on? Is the World Series? No, the World Series will be over. Why are there only two late afternoon games? The I Rams, think Tampa. The World, no, World Series won't be over. Right? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, game five is um, Thursday. Yeah, it'll be over. Game, game five is Wednesday. 
Oh, so it won't be over. Yeah, yeah you're right. Game seven Saturday night. I think you know what they're doing? They thought, so once in a while, like Fox will want to run the table and they'll, they thought this Rams-Bucks game would be dynamite. And so they, oh. they, get, they, get, they get the right to scrap the rest of the schedule for the late afternoon. And it's going to be garbage. But this is yeah, Seattle-Arizona is the better of the two games. You're right. Wait a second. Let's talk about this. Maybe someone in the NFL is listening to us. Why couldn't they move like Chargers-Falcons to the late game? Yeah. Or why couldn't they move... I don't know. I think there's six teams off. That doesn't help. But Yeah, but move... Yeah, I would right. that Chargers-Falcons game. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you still have, have eight three hours. early games. I, I think way too much about this. I know. NFL just hates us. <laughs> uh, I have cards... Minus one and a half at home against the Seahawks. Damn, I had one. It's three. Oh, should it should it be three? Wait a second. Arizona's Wait a second. three. Wait a second. Wait a second. The Cardinals are favored <laughs> by three points over the Seahawks. Yeah, that's idiotic. It's a lot, but that's they're idiotic. Waiting. They're waiting for the sharps to pounce. Pounce on who? Seattle. On uh, on on the guy who does his homework, Kyler Murray. Cards suck. <laughs> they be careful stink. with this one. No, I'm not going to be careful. I'm you I'm just be... praise Seattle and Geno Smith for 25 minutes. Yeah, and I'm going to praise them with some money too. All right, that line will be. I'll tell you this. I bet that line is even by game time. Really? I think that goes the other way. I think there's Seattle action all Sunday Monday. What kind of crowd will it be? The Seattle, is it just Seattle fans are just going to travel everywhere? Well, the Cardinals fans can't be like, cool. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, who wants to go mm -hmm. on Sunday? Like, no way. Yeah. Um. All right, let's go. Oh, Fairly Watchable's last one is Bucks Rams, which is so funny because Fox cleared out the entire day for this Bucks Rams. And yeah. Fairly Watchable is being kind because it's not fun to watch Tom Brady <laughs> at all. It's not fun to watch the Rams at all. I got Bucks uh, by three. And I kind of like the Bucks. I feel bad that Buck and Aikman have to sit through. Oh, wait, no, they don't do this game anymore. Mm. Uh, no, it's, um, you're closer. It's two and a half. I said one. How can you make Tampa? Uh, the Rams suck too. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I still well, think two and a half, three is too hefty for that Bucks team. It's a kind of a good matchup for them though because they, they can't stop the run anymore for some reason, but the Rams mm -hmm. can't run the ball. Right, right, and then on mm -hmm. the other side, I don't know. This is, this is uh, WCW like nineteen ninety seven Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan level. It's like ah, this would have been cool ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's dying their beard. Yeah, yeah. That's it's it. one of those. Poop fact: I got two games. Pat's home for the Colts. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I love the Patriots, but I don't know how this isn't a poop fact game. The Colts are one of the most unwatchable teams in the recent history of the <laughs> National Football League. And the only reason I know this is because I've had bets with them or against, usually against them for, I think, like six of the eight weeks. And they are just dreadful to watch. Just dreadful. I hate everything about them. I don't want to watch them anymore. And, I'm gonna, and I can't believe I have to watch them next week. I have Pats by four and a half. Oh, no, they are dreadful. And Vegas recognizes that. I said six. It's six and a half. Oh, that's fair. 
How many young quarterbacks is Belichick going to lose to? It's not, it ain't happening. I think you're good here. Frank took the points a couple times today, and I actually kind of agreed with it. With Ellinger, Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What they end up with, 16? Are we sure yeah. Ryan, could, Ryan couldn't have gotten a 20? That's, these are the questions. Yeah, Allinger was pretty good in the second half. He's I, fine, I wasn't against it. The they worst thing a, he did was run. He came up short a half a yard on that run, which we all thought was a first down before they spotted it. So this is interesting. Did you think they should have gone for that? Because they needed a yard to win the game, but they were on their own 29, and they had a rookie QB. And I actually thought it was the right move to punt because at that point, I think Washington had like 10 points. Yeah. And it and the Colts had three times as many yardage and it just felt like they had stopped them all game. And it's like, really, I'm going to put my, my guy in the spot who can barely complete a pass. I, I right. was okay with the punting. Normally I would say you got to go for it, but I am in too. that situation, is, I would say no. Right. This is exactly what we talk about with analytics. It matters everything that else is going on, right? If you have Jonathan Taylor week eight from 2021, you go for it, right? Going for it. No Jonathan Taylor, 20, you know, yeah, punt it. And play I didn't think their line was blocking well. I didn't trust their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Pittman had already had a, a couple of weird plays. And I, I don't know. I I didn't mind the punt. Normally, I would have been like, what are you doing? But that time, I was like, eh. Yeah, just let's, stop let's Heineke. Let's see if Taylor Heineke can go 80 right. yards here. Right. Jags Raiders is the other poop factor. I'm going to try not to watch one minute of this game. I screwed this line up. Did you really? I have Jags by two. Oh, you screwed it up worse. I had Jags by one and a half. Vegas is favored by one. Oh, come on. (laughs) They did it this week, too. That's absurd. Are we tied? We're tied with two left. The Raiders have played three absolute garbage games this year. Jacksonville at least hangs around and then just, like, chokes. I can't believe the Raiders. I mean, uh, aside from Josh Jacobs, you you don't want to start any fantasy players on that team. You don't want to watch the game. I know. What I'm happened to Hunter Renfro? He's like so bummed. He's gonna be in the waiver wire this week. Oh, he doesn't play. He doesn't Darren get Waller's like almost out of the league. Waller will never see. It's um, it's brutal. It is brutal watching them. And what happened Sunday to night. Daniels? They they had a press conference and the lights went out like five minutes in because Mark Davis wanted to chat with him like immediately. Did you see that? Uh, or did someone no. make that up? Yeah, I think it surprised so. me. He was left in the dark. Sunday night, Chiefs are hosting the Titans. I'll I'll go this far. I think Vrabel is in coach of the year running and might be the coach of the year. I have no idea how this team has oh, five wins. On. Really? Well, who's name name anyone on their team other than Derrick Henry and Simmons? No, I know. But come on. The, the, you gotta look at the division, this right? Team, G- give it to anyone in the NFC East or AFC East first. This team started Malik Willis. He can't throw football. They started him in a quarterback today. They still won. He didn't throw a football. He couldn't. Uh, I guess he didn't. <laughs> I think Vrabel's incredible. This team, his team is not good. And they actually think they're good now. I have yeah, it's for just this tough. one, I have Chiefs by eight and a half over the Titans. That's exactly what I had. So it's going to come down to the last one. I, uh, it's 11. Oh, really? It's 11. See, yeah. that's what I mean. The Titans are not good. Well, and they got blown out on a night game before, right? And they lost to the Bills. I don't think they want to make that mistake too much. And the Chiefs are off a bye. Isn't Andy Reid insane off a bye? Isn't Derrick Henry insane against the Chiefs? Yeah, probably. Probably. But he's going to have to throw. He'll have to throw. Well, Tano will be back. Monday Is he night. supposed to be back? I guess he will. I mean, he should yeah. be back. Mm-hmm. 
from what I saw today, I'm not sure about that Malik Willis pick, to say the <laughs> least. Monday night, Baltimore is at New Orleans. I think there New it Orleans is, is going to be our last road, or the Ravens are going to be our last road favorite. You're going to beat me here. Damn it. I got, I got Ravens by three. All right. Well, at least you got it exactly. I had four. I had four? four. Yeah. That was dumb. Wasn't Baltimore yeah. by four? So you're up five, two, two. That was dumb. So I'm you know up three games on you. This is like yeah. Packers, Vikings. Let me do that pick over. Will you give me a redo on that? <laughs> I like three. I like them by three. Let's take a break <laughs> and do paracorder. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Get ready to level up your adventures with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe-inspiring spots with seven drive modes with all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that. Made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. If you're looking for a car, CarMax has the perfect mix of online and on the lot shopping. So you can buy your ride on your terms and you can buy online and get your car with express pickup or home delivery. Or if you prefer to shop in person, you can go to one of our 235 stores nationwide. At CarMax, buying a car is as smooth as driving it. Express pickup available nationwide, home delivery available in select markets. See CarMax.com for details. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, what do you got, Sal? All right, well, I don't know. I mean, this might be premature, but I'm going to miss high school football. My son's a senior. Uh, they made the playoffs, and they're gonna, I don't want to speak too loudly, but if you match up the, you know, who played who, this might be it for the Mustangs. Um, this you know, weekend. Uh, yeah, they're, this weekend coming up this Friday. They're moving up. They're moving up to, like, Division Four. Did your son's team make it? They yeah, they're it, right? Div 8. Division eight. All right. So we're division four. Southern California is crazy. There's like 16 divisions for 16 teams. This is Southern California. And so yeah. like they'll have like great team, great divisions. And if you go four and six in that division, they'll just move you down. Anyway, yeah. there's like 200 teams competing in the playoffs here in all different divisions. Um, doesn't look great for us. Want to thank my kid for giving me the opportunity to watch and scream and lose my voice and be critical of referees. It's what I do best. And I'm going to miss it. And that, that's it. That's really just it. The only thing I'll say is um, if after w this week he's eliminated, I'm going to miss it so much. If you're a listener in the Southern California area and your kid's playing, um, <laughs> even you, Simmons, I'll come, I'm go watch because I have, I'm not done yet. Well, now you're a lot to offer. Once this is over, you're stuck in the world of terrible <laughs> baseball games. Five hour I double know. headers, 80, 89 degree humidity. Oh, shit. We're already going to San Clemente next Saturday for this whole thing, just, just as you said it. Yeah. But anyway, I'm available if anyone needs me. I do like San Clemente. Um, so my son, they, they had their last game, they made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And this is a somber one, but somebody got hurt in the game and the game got stopped for 20 minutes. Somebody on the other team and 
10 people around. They had the, the, the back thing where they put, they put somebody on when they don't want to move them and they had to yeah, call an ambulance. Yeah, sure. Ambulance fire engine came and it turned out the kid was okay. He had, he, I think he uh, had a stinger and they were being mm-hmm. super safe, but it was the first time at one of those games where you kind of look at your yeah. wife and you're like, wait, what are we doing here? Um, and then 10 minutes later, a kid on our team broke his ankle. Same thing. Game stopped. And same thing. We look at each other like, wait, what are we doing here? Um, right. It's it's pretty horrible when when you're there and, and one of those moments happen. Um, that's not my parent corner. I just wanted to mention like we, <laughs> we, we, no, we, talk about, we talk about how great football is, but there's a couple times a year where it's it's Absolutely. pretty dark. By the way, this this has happened in soccer. There's other sports where this happens. It's not the only sport, but yeah, you, you watch like parkour on YouTube and it flows nicely. It's like ballet. It's like, all right, let's look at some of the trial and error. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you get you get some uh yeah, you get some perspective. Um yeah, so they uh they're they made the playoffs and they're they're going to um we're we're traveling like two hours to some place for a game yeah. this week. My parent corner. So my son turns 15 this week and I was telling him and my daughter, we were telling them the story of the day my son was born, which was on Halloween mm-hmm. in, uh, in 2007, or we thought it was going to be Halloween. And we just bought the house that, uh, that you've been to that was in this Halloween neighborhood. And it was going to be the first time we trick-or-treated in this Halloween neighborhood with my daughter. And it was like her first, she was like two and a half. So it was like the first real trick-or-treating with the daughter where they actually know it. They're dressed up. They're excited. They can run right. up and hold the thing. It's like the two and a half range is probably the greatest Halloween thing, I think. So, of course, my son decides around noon on Halloween that he's coming out. So now we go to the hospital and we're in the delivery room and, you know, that you don't, you don't <laughs> pump a kid out. It's going to take a couple hours. So my daughter's best friend and her mom are at our house and I'm in the hospital and we can't believe that we're not trick-or-treating with Zoe the first time. <laughs> We've been playing ben, this forever. the first, first time he officially First time he was a prick. He's not yeah. even out yet. He's a dick. Um, yeah. And my wife's like, you got to go trick-or-treat with us, her for an hour, take pictures, bring them back. I think I had my crappy Blackberry, so I'm taking like Blackberry photos. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, you sure? You're not going to have Ben yet? She's like, I'm sure, I'm sure. She just got in an epidural. She's like, no, no, go. So I drive from Cedarside. I drive like fast and furious, 200 miles an hour, get back home, get in there, grab my daughter. We go, we walk around like three blocks, super emotional, like the the first real trick or treat, get a couple pictures, bring her back, zoom back to the hospital. And then Ben is like, no, not ready yet. And (laughs) takes another eight hours. And comes out at 3.30 in the morning. So we had a chance for him to be a Michael Myers baby. But yeah, oh. ends up November 1st. So I tell we tell this whole story. It, it was longer than the version I just told. Finish it. And my son goes, cool. And walks away. <laughs> Parent corner. <laughs> you want an apology? <laughs> yeah, no, it just would have been like, just ask one question. Maybe, hey, did this... Now, he was like, cool. It's the story of my birth and first trick-or-treating and our first year at the house. Nah, couldn't care. Just walked off to go play. That's Fortnite. it. Yeah. <laughs> Paracorder, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, cool. I got one over on you. I forgot. 
I didn't. I'll put that in my book. I didn't cool. actually count that as a win. Cool. Even as a fetus, I was a prick. Um, all right. All right. That's it for fair. fetus. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Everyone should have the confidence that they bought the right car and the CarMax 30-day money-back guarantee means you get to take the time you need to make sure you've found your perfect match up to 1,500 miles. See CarMax.com for details. CarMax, car buying, reimagined. Wait, before we go, you went to a wedding that I couldn't go to this weekend, but uh, you're with, did you push baby doll into uh, a wedding cake? No, I didn't push him in a wedding cake. He did. Um, so the wedding was in Jupiter, Florida. It was right by one of his houses. He's shown us countless pictures of this house, right? And so it was like in the backyard of his house. And he has a Bentley in his driveway. I didn't even know. I'm talking about pricks. I mean, I love right. him to death. Has a Bentley and it's parked on an angle so that everybody could see it. So Jimmy and I say, we got to steal this Bentley. And yeah. so we get his middle daughter in on it. Like, can you leave us the keys and we'll time it so that he sees it and he's out, you know? And so we do, we, we sneak in there. She leaves the keys on the tire. We zoom off in it. And about 10 minutes later, he has a glass of wine and a cigarette and he's freaking out. F Kirsten, where's my Bentley? Where's my Bentley? And I come speeding by with Jimmy. <laughs> and, uh, and that was, he's like, oh, you son of a bitch. He got mad. He got mad for like 20 seconds. And then I parked it like six houses away in the neighbor's driveway, a neighbor who he didn't like. So, uh, which I didn't know that. That was just my joke. So he was mad about that too. But uh, I'll give you a good story real quick. We, uh, the wedding was beautiful, by the way. And uh, Grace, his daughter was beautiful. It was a great time. But um, Grace's friend, Cyrus, comes up and baby introduces me to him. And this guy and his fiance, he's like, Cyrus actually um, introduced Grace to Hampton, that's her husband, and uh, and Cyrus and Cyrus's fiance says, "Yeah, can you believe?" She looks at the wedding. She's like, "It's so beautiful here." She's like, "Can you believe we have to follow this in three months?" And he looks at her baby doll and says, "Yeah, good luck to you," and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> good luck topping this. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> but I love and she's like oh alright I thought I was just being nice I don't know what okay <laughs> amazing was he smoking we during the wedding Simmons. ceremony or no oh yeah he took a lot of cigarette breaks but he was drenched he was dancing he mentioned me he had like a 25 minute long speech where he thanked everyone from the groom's father to the people who rented him the tent I mean I, he listed everybody <laughs> but thanked me I was at a table with Colbert and Jimmy and uh, John Stewart and thanked me for giving him his nickname, Baby Doll, but didn't thank those guys. It was a, quite an achievement for me. Interesting. Maybe he <laughs> yeah, was trying was to buddy you up because he's afraid you're going to shove him into the wedding cake. That might be it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd already taken his Bentley. <laughs> we, we told this story like nine years ago, but at Jimmy's wedding in 2013, we were all <laughs> hanging out and they're pushing the wedding cake by us and Baby's back was to it. And you had this look in your eye and he just recognized there's a split second where you were just going to shove him into the wedding cake. And he dived to the side like like there had been a bomb went off <laughs> and you were going to shove him into the wedding cake. It was going to happen. He like tripped over his own feet trying to get away from me, even though I hadn't made a move. to it, it was like a Jedi mind trick I played on him. Yeah, <laughs> You tortured him for so long. He dove out of the way of yeah. this wedding cake. Oh, the the only baby. time that's probably ever happened. Anyway. <laughs> right. All right. What that's do you got right. to plug, Sal? There you go. Uh, the Extra Points Podcast Network. Check it out. ExtraPoints.com. Against all odds tomorrow, we'll break down Cleveland, Cincinnati. We'll pick game three of the world. World Series and uh, all sorts of nonsense.
All right. Who do we think is going to win the World Series? I still have the Astros. Everyone hates me for rooting for them, but I have the Astros mm. and Bregman for MVP. You're rooting Phillies, right? You have to. I, I'm out. I don't care. I have some Philly <laughs> friend, some Philly friends that um are into yeah. it, and I hate the Astros, but I don't know. There's so much football and basketball going on. I was really rooting for the Lakers to go 0 and 82. Is my dream. Did they win? They pulled that out. Yeah, tonight? they won. Fucking they did. Yeah, classic. <laughs> it was. It was probably wasn't going to happen. 0 and 82. Well, You'll be all know, right. Listen. Until they win one, you never know. 0-82 seems possible. But anyway. They'll go 3 and 79. You'll still be happy. Cuz, good to see you as always. Good job by you. Good job by you. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Cousin Sal, as always. Thanks to Kyle Creighton. Thanks to Dylan Berkey. And congratulations to our guy, Steve Cerruti. A proud dad. I'll see you on Tuesday. So